Hello and welcome. You're listening to Dad's Gaming Corner, a podcast of conversations between dads and their kids about games, movies, and everything in between. I am your host, Michael Masick, and with me, as always, is my awesome son, Jaden. Yep, as always. As always. Jaden. Can't get Caleb on the show. Nope. No. Um, This is Dad's Gaming Corner, and um, before we jump into some of the intro stuff here, it has been uh, almost three months since we've recorded an episode. We've had a lot of life changes going on and just been very, very crazy busy this first quarter of the year. Um, But before we get into that, be sure to follow us on Twitter at DadsGC, as well as Facebook.com slash Dad's Gaming Corner. And as always, you can drop us a line and email us at heydad at dadsgamingcorner.com. Send us your thoughts, questions, and even your own story. And uh, remember that we're actually on Discord. You can find a link directly to it in the show notes. Or uh, if that's a little confusing, you can just, again, shoot us an email at heydad at dadsgamingcorner.com, and we will send you directly to that link. Okay, so this is episode 54, and the title of today's episode is simply Welcome Back. Welcome and back. Welcome back, because it's been a while since we've recorded. Um, we've had a lot of different things going on. I listed just a few of the things here on our notes, but, you know, Jay, if there's other things you can think of, you can bring them up. But, um, man, the last, what, two months of school for you and Kayla both were, like, crazy. Maybe yeah. the last three months? Yeah. La- yeah, especially the last... Yeah, those last months. two months were just brutal, especially for you, especially just because of the virtual and everything. Yeah, it so was, I, it was crazy. Yeah, so our kids have stayed virtual. Jaden uh, was actually doing his freshman year of high school, ninth grade, and Caleb's been doing is it uh, fifth fourth grade? grade, fourth grade. So you just finished your ninth grade. He finished his fourth grade, and y'all were one hundred percent virtual that entire time. Yep. And so that had its own challenges, but then on top of that, being your freshman year. Uh, when those finals came down, they were very different from junior high and everything else. And so it was, I mean, you were like cramming. It felt like every day you were it cramming was, in, into the evening. Yeah. So it was pretty busy. Yeah. Between your school and then we, we had a, we have a big life change happen for us where uh, my wife and I were stepping down. Actually, it's our family because we've all been involved in serving in different capacities. But, you know, we stepped down from serving in the church we've been serving in for the last, uh, well, 10 years, but more than that, it's actually been closer to almost seven. Our entire time we've been married, we've been serving there. But that's a big life change for stepping down as pastors after 10 years. And um, so the last three months for us, as you've been trying to finalize school, we've been having meeting after meeting almost every single day with uh, the new staff coming in, or sorry, new pastor coming in and trying to acclimate them with the staff and the congregation. And that's just been a huge life change for us. And so uh, between uh, us being mentally and emotionally exhausted from this change uh, in the church, and then you being emotionally, mentally exhausted with both the church and your schooling, um, we we just it's been crazy for us. It's been very very hectic for us. It's been busy, but it should be dying down soon, so that's good. Yeah, we have some free time coming up, and uh, man, if we I'm not even going to touch a list, but there's been so many games that have come and gone that we haven't been able to talk about. Uh, so many Nintendo Switch. Pro, Switch mm-hmm. XL, Switch Plus, Super Nintendo Switch. I mean, the, the names go on and on. Everybody's coming up with, with this new Switch Pro. It does seem that it's uh, imminent now that it's going to be released, and we'll talk about that if we have time at the end of the show. But just it's a lot of things going on. And um, one of the things I want to say, switching over now to kind of games and movies and TV shows and things like that, as far as gaming goes, you know, this is the Switch's was it, fifth year, I believe. I think um, so. The fifth year for the Switch. And what's interesting is that every year... You know, analysts and people have been coming out and saying, well, this is going to be Nintendo's slow year. And every year has just been, you know, maybe not packed with first-party games, but also, but, but packed with third-party, you know, great third-party games. And so a lot of fun stuff has been happening. Um, but before we go into that, let's go and just go in the order of our notes here. Let's talk about what we've been watching um, because we are, we are trying to go through all of the, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe films. Oh How many are Chronologically, there? Chronologically. we have to watch in chronological like 22 order? 22 or something like that? So, yeah, I something like know. that. And An insane amount. So 22, I mean, we're looking at a minimum of about 50 hours of television. Minimum. And that's only, you know, giving like two hours per film. Yeah. Some films closer to three. So we're looking at, you know, roughly around 50 hours worth of films that we have to watch. Yeah, and... Oh, uh, man. What are we on right now? I don't even Guardians know. Guardians of the Galaxy. Wrong yes, Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. You are correct. Mm-hmm. But the thing about that is we actually started, you know, with the very first one, which would have been Captain America, you know, the first mm-hmm. Avenger. Mm-hmm. Um, we watched, you know, two or three in, and then we stopped, and then we, you know, watched them. Uh, that was last year because we were, we were trying to do this last year, and we started again. 
And so then we got from first one, you know, Captain America, all the way up to... Ca- uh, actually, the second Captain America, Winter Soldier. We watched Captain Marvel, Thor, all those. And then we um, stopped again for like, what, two months? A while, yeah. Something like that. And so we just started it back up, and, you're like, and we were like, do we really need to rewatch yeah, this we, first? Yeah, we've seen all these movies so many times. It it's like, we remember. <laughs> so we're, we just resumed back where we were. So we're... On Guardians of the Galaxy now, which I'm really excited for. I really like Guardians of the Galaxy. And the reason we're trying to get through all of these is, one, that they're amazing movies. But, two, we really want to watch all of these these, Marvel. All these MCU shows that are coming out. Yeah, talk a little bit about those. Well, I mean, you know, I'm sure y'all know by now. If y'all don't know, where have you been? Um, You know, uh, Disney Plus. There's been lots of Disney Plus originals coming out, you know, with WandaVision and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki is oh my set to release. I don't know when it's releasing uh, today exactly, or tomorrow, actually. But yes, really soon. So that one, I'm super excited. I love Loki, so I'm really excited for that one. But um, yeah, we're just from what we've seen in trailers and just you know different stuff. As far as we know, Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki both take place after, like chronologically, take place after Endgame. Well, even right? WandaVision does. Well, yeah, 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 you're right. One division too. Yeah. Um. So we're we're waiting till we get through the MCU movies, you know, through Endgame and everything to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier. So we haven't seen Falcon and Winter Soldier yet. Um. We did watch WandaVision. Well, and I was gonna. So I think it's interesting because we've waited on uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and we're waiting on Loki mm-hmm. because, like you said, Falcon and Winter Soldier takes place, you know, very shortly, just right after. Um, end game, mm-hmm. and then you have, um, you just. I'm sorry, I was looking at the time and I lost my train of thought. The, the next Loki? show, no, WandaVision, WandaVision, which also takes place afterwards. We're not sure how far afterwards, and, and then there's Loki coming out. And we're oh. like, we're waiting, we're waiting, but see, Loki does almost like a, 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 a time alternate universe type of a thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not really clear on how they're doing that one yet, but we're definitely waiting until we finish all the movies. So why do we say okay to WandaVision? Why do we jump into WandaVision? I was thinking the same thing. I really don't know. Um, I know once we, after we watched it, we realized, okay, this is more of a standalone story. It's not really like a, you know what I mean? Well, so, yes, but without doing any spoilers, we yeah. thought, we thought it was a standalone story that had no tie-ins really to the MCU. However, and again, no spoilers, even though it is completely a standalone story, like for example, Winter Soldier and uh, Falcon, Falcon, Winter Soldier. Falcon Winter Soldier, the way that they're at least the previews we've seen, mm-hmm. it looks like that's like the movies will actually tie into the right. show a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't because Cap gave him a shield. Right. Yeah, right. I don't know if the show, the MCU movies are going to actually tie into the show. But then again, now they say that about One Division, there is something that takes place, and you're like, oh my gosh, and so they're definitely going to tie in. So anyway, I don't know. Yeah. But um, we won't spoil WandaVision. Yeah, I don't want to spoil um, it. We uh, will say it was fantastic. WandaVision, you can watch right now. You can stream it on Disney Plus. It is rated TV PG. Uh, Common Sense Media gives it about a ten plus on the on ages as far as that goes. Um, surprisingly to me, at least on Rotten Tomatoes, WandaVision received ninety one percent from critics and eighty one percent from viewers. Now I don't say that as a, like it surprises me after I've seen it. Uh, it surprised me going into it. I had very low expectations for this show. And after talking to my youngest brother, he only watched the first two episodes. And his quote, it was too uh, Dick Van Dyke for me to keep going, which is an old show back in the same days of like I Love Lucy and things like that. Uh, which when you watch the first episode or two, you can tell it's it's just like Dick Van Dyke. I feel the same way. I had really, not really low I had low expectations. One because Wanda and Vision aren't like no. the mainstream heroes. Right. Like you know, they're not nearly as well known. All that stuff. So I was like, okay, this is gonna be interesting. But yeah, I was very, very pleasantly surprised um, once we finished. We actually watched the entire season in one day. Yeah, in one setting. Yeah, like we just kept. And these are like 30, 35 minute episodes, right? Um. Yeah, like like thirty to forty five, something like that. So we 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 benched that whole first season, which I don't think there's gonna be a second season, because didn't the last episode of that season say, um, I can't remember what it said, but it said something like it it didn't say se- uh season finale, it said series finale. Yes, on on Disney Plus it says series finale, and the way it ends, you don't really see them right. be able to come back and do anything. Which here's the thing, um. Marvel on their own doing a standalone show. I don't know 
how well that would have been. Uh, Disney has uh, the most money of anybody in the world, you know, seems like, and they can just, you know, they can do whatever they want. I mean, you have all of these Star Wars spinoff shows that are coming up right now. Uh, WandaVision, I'll, I'll say this, if you've tried watching it and you've only gotten an episode in or two episodes in, uh, if you're like younger, like my kids' age, and you're thinking, and you're, you're all watching this in black and white, thinking this is kind of dorky, don't want to watch this. Uh, or if you're, you know, my age, you know, you grew up with Dick Van Dyke and I Love Lucy and shows like that, and you're thinking, I just can't go back to that. It's it has a purpose. It serves a purpose. Watch the show. Uh, this show, and the, I'm trying to be careful what, what all we can say, but this show evolves more than any other show I can think of right now. Like, I can't think of any other show that over, what is it, eight episodes long? Eight to Something ten? Like I think it's eight episodes. It's really fast. Where every episode evolves up to the next episode, and I was constantly like, oh my gosh, where are we going now? Yeah, and it was such an in-depth story. So good. Yeah, it was it was a really good show. So I completely agree, after hadn't seen it, agree with the 91% from critics. And even on the, uh, the viewership, 81%, um, I would say that movie, or sorry, movie, that TV series... Uh, as a whole, it was probably a high eight for me. You know, I eight out of ten, a high eight. Right. Uh, once the show really picks up, and that's the other thing. To, uh, let me just finish this, my thought. Once it really picks up, I would say this show is a good solid nine for me. Um, like, I want to go back and watch it right yeah. now. And it's rare that I finish a show that I want to go back and watch immediately. Loved Mandalorian season one. We finished season two. Season two, I thought, was better than season one. Um, but with both of those, I'm like, eh. Like, I really enjoyed them, but I didn't want to just go back and watch them. I am rewatching them right now with Caleb because he's looking for a show that just, you know, you know, the two of us can watch. I'm enjoying it. But WandaVision, I think about randomly throughout the day going, I want to go back and watch that. That was really good. I want to go back and watch that. It's so well built. There are clues hidden throughout the entire uh, series on every single episode. There are no filler episodes. I mean, obviously, out of eight, you wouldn't think there would be a filler. But on Mandalorian Season 1, there was at least one, if not two, episodes where I was thinking... Good episode, but not needed. Right. On WandaVision, every episode is needed, and every episode left me with like, wait, hold on, what just happened? I mean, and I'll just, I'll, I'll only say about season, about episode one in WandaVision, you're going through the whole episode, and you're you're looking at this Dick Van Dyke, black and white, like you already said, you have Wanda, you've got Vision, and you're thinking, neither one of them tend to be, you know, prime, you know, headline right. heroes. And then at the, you know, there's something in the middle and you're like, hold on, what was that? And it was the smallest of, it could have been like a, a reaction of how they lifted one eyebrow mm-hmm. um, or a subtle music yeah, change. Yeah, it was so subtle. The show was so subtle. I loved it. At the, at the end of the first episode, you're like, what are we watching? This just got good. And so this movie, or sorry, ah, I keep saying movie, this TV series. Because we uh, watched it in one day. It felt like a movie. True. This TV series to me. And, and I know I'm giving it a lot of praise here, and I tend to be passionate about a lot of things. I totally get that. However, th- this is one of those few shows that really get it right where every detail matters. Yeah. Every word said, you know, throughout the script matters. Um, the placement of objects matters. It's rare that I can say that about a lot of different shows. And this is one of those very few far in between. And for me overall, um, as a series, I, can, I would give it a very, very high eight. And some of the last half of the show, I'd give it, you know, solid nines. Like maybe the first few episodes are 8.5s, and then it goes up to 9.2 or something. So uh, any last thoughts on WandaVision before we move on from here? Nope. It's great. Go watch it if you haven't yet. Great show. Again, it's rated TVPG. Uh, most of the episodes are, are, or all the episodes are very clean. There's no, like, sexuality in it or blood or anything else. Um, first few episodes, there's zero language. Later on, you'll have a few words dropped here and there. Uh, but nothing major at all. I mean, they've kept it clean, which I'm really happy considering that both Marvel and DC have gone dark on some of their entry point films and whatnot. Glad they kept this one the way they did. So very excited. Uh, moving from TVPG, uh, today, this morning, actually, we finally mm. watched in its entirety the uh, Justice League Snyder Cut, which uh, is comes in just over four hours long. A long film. Now, here's my question for you before we jump into really this. Long. Um did, did it feel four hours long to you? Which I know it's a hard question to ask you because you if the TV's on, you get tired. Yeah, I was about to say, I got very <laughs> tired at some points. Um, um, I know what you mean, though. I was really enjoying it the whole way through. Um, I thought it it stayed busy. 
Um, I didn't feel like it was dragging out at any point. I felt like it was, it was, it, it, it really filled in the, the four hours. You know what I mean? And that's what my question was going to be as right. far as what you just answered. It did not feel like a four hour film to me. Um, maybe it's the trickery of the brain where they put in chapter one, you know, chapter mm-hmm. two or, or not chapter, they call them parts, part. part one, part two, and so on up to part. What was it? Part five. And then the epilogue, and then epilogue. I believe maybe that mentally reset us. I don't know. I thought it was fantastic, and I have bashed DC films <laughs> on our podcast before, like really bashed them. Yeah, I loved this film. All right, let's get some of the stuff out of the way. So right now, the only way to currently watch this is to stream it on HBO Max. Excuse me. Um, it's 15 bucks a month, and so here's one thing I would say. There's a lot of stuff on HBO Max that uh, you can't watch anywhere else. Uh, um, uh, mine just went blank. It's the Godzilla King Kong movie. Um, Godzilla versus King Kong. I think it's Godzilla versus Kong or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. That's HBO Max. Um, Mortal Kombat came out. That's HBO Max. There's uh, a Space Jam movie coming out. HBO Max. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And there's actually a lot of good shows on HBO Max as well that are family friendly, good to watch. I think, uh, at least for my generation growing up, when we think of HBO, um, at least for me, I think of it's a cable network and it's nothing but nudity. So you don't watch HBO, and that's you know definitely how it was and. There is still that to be had, and so if you subscribe to this, you need to make sure you lock it down as far as kids' ratings go and whatnot. Um, but there's a lot of good stuff on there, a lot of great stuff. So the only way to watch this currently is HBO Max. You can sign up for a free trial, watch WandaVision, anything else you want to watch. Oh, Wonder Woman 84, you know, that, that premiered mm-hmm. on HBO Max as well. Um, there's a lot of great content on there that you can watch, and they are up- updating it to 4K, which before it was only 1080p. And do a free trial. Watch WandaVision or whatever else you want to watch and cancel it. But where it was $15 a month, they are offering a plan now for $10 a month. Uh, but it has commercials in it to help you know subsidize that cost. And no, we're not being sponsored by HBO Max. I just <laughs> think it's a really cool streaming service right now. Um, so uh, Justice League, uh, the Snyder Cut, or as other people call it, call it Zack Snyder's Justice League, it is rated R. Uh, it is definitely darker than the original Justice League. I was reading a side-by-side comparison of them, and I was unaware of this, but one of the reasons that... um, I knew that Zack Snyder had stepped down from producing when he was doing the original Justice League, and he had a passing of his daughter, and so he stepped away. And they hired Josh Whedon to step in uh, to finish out the film, but they had to change writing. They had to change a lot of stuff in the process. Josh, Josh Whedon, when he came in, he made it a, a lot more lighthearted film, brought in more colors. I mean, literally brought it, made it more colorful, made it happier, a little funnier, things like that. And uh, But that's one of the reasons why the story just never seemed to take off. You know, Back when we saw it, and even on the show, I commented how Justice League, to me, the, the film that came out with, back I think it was 2016. I was about to say 2016, 17, Or 17, something like that. Something like that. It seemed to me. It seemed like they were trying to tell a very big story, but did not have. But they didn't have enough time. And uh, for the Snyder cut, you know, there was they wouldn't gave you more time. Well, well Warner <laughs> Brothers was very disappointed with how it how the original Justice League performed, and so there was actual petitions put together, both from cast members, uh, staff, filming crew, whatnot, uh, for, to allow for Warner Brothers to allow uh, Snyder to come out with his own cut of the film, and it's in. So the numbers right off the bat, it's rated R because it is darker. Uh, there's probably four F-bombs in the film. I'm not sure. Do you remember, Jay? Something like Something that. Something like that. Uh, Common Sense Media gives it a rating of 14 plus. Eh, take that for what you would. I'm not letting my my, my 10-year-old for sure watch this. <laughs> um, now, as, now, as far as the Rotten Tomatoes score, I want to talk about the film here. But before we do that, Rotten Tomatoes, just to give, put in comparison, the first Justice League, or the original Justice League, it's not the first, but the original theatrical cut of Justice League came out with 40% critics and 69% on the viewership. Um, I think that's probably accurate. I know a lot of people disagree with me on that because they see the DC characters coming together finally. Uh, and without going too deep, because we've already talked about it on the show, uh, outside of Wonder Woman, which was a standalone amazing film, yeah, um, and then A Man of Steel, which was like, eh, okay, and Batman vs. Superman, which to me was a huge disappointment. Then you go into Justice League, and I'm like, okay, redeem. You can redeem yourself, bring all these characters in. You're bringing Aquaman and Flash. And it still just felt like it was just so um, discombobulated and just nothing seemed to work. Yeah, And so, um, 
I, I, I agree with the, for me, it had been like low 60%, like maybe 61. Right. What's interesting, with the Snyder's Cut, both those percentages rose by almost 30%. The critics went from 40 up to 71%. So that's a you know 31% gain. And then for the viewership, it went from 69 to 94%. And so that's what a 27% gain, something like that? 25. 25? 69 to 90. Yeah, that doesn't make a difference. Either way, you know, a big gain overall. So it went from you know forty and sixty nine to seventy one and ninety four. Um, I absolutely loved it. I love the cinematography. Uh, it, it is on four by three viewing. It's not widescreen, and so Zack Snyder has mentioned before that's his favorite way of, view, uh, of filming. And in black and white, we did not watch the black and white cut. Um, but man, I loved it. I loved the music. I loved uh, the whole. My whole comment about the trying, try, them trying mm-hmm. to tell a big story with not enough time. They told their big story, and they gave a backstory for every yeah, I loved character. All the backstory. So good. Well, except for Batman and Super uh, Superwoman. I mean, Superman, Wonder Woman, <laughs> <laughs> Superwoman. I was like, I know I'm saying something wrong here. Uh, Wonder Woman and Batman didn't get backstories, but they already have films. Right. Every other character, like Cyborg, he he got his backstory. The Flash, Flash. got his backstory. There is more told about the about uh, Wonder Woman's uh, mother and her yeah, yeah. whole race. Her, yeah. the uh, Amazons. Thank you. I was going to say the Amazonians, and I'm oh. like, I'm, the Amazons are, there's, ah, there's a word I'm missing there. But they gave a, a you know, deeper you know, thing on that, uh, deeper back-end story on the villain, everything else. Mm-hmm. They talked more in depth about what these cubes were, which, you know, the mother yeah. cubes, the three of them, in the original release of Justice League, I had a clue what was going on. And in this one, they... It, they fleshed out the story so much. I mean, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to give away anything. So, but they bring in, uh, let's see, mm. was it just one or is it two additional heroes? One additional. Was it just hero. one that they brought in? You're yes. like, wait, where is it? Wait, what? So they brought in additional hero. Uh, they brought in additional villains, which were incredible. Uh, and the actual movie changed. It's a totally different movie. Like, if you've seen the first one or the original one over and over and you go to watch this one, you're going to see scenes that you remember, but they're put together in a different... They're put together differently with a bunch of added scenes that changes the entire plot of the movie. Right. I absolutely love this film. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, Wonder Woman's my all-time favorite. This is number two for me. This beats out Man of Steel. This beats out Batman versus Superman. This beats out Aquaman. This beats out Wonder Woman 84. Not that that was too hard to do. Um... I really enjoyed this film, but what were your thoughts on it? I thought it was really good. Um, to be honest, I don't remember the first, the first, the original Justice League as much. I saw it a couple times, um, so I didn't have as much to compare it to this one, right? Um, but I, I thought it was really good. You know, um, I really liked all the, you know, like you mentioned, the backstory on Cyborg and the Flash. Um, I really liked Flash more this time. I remember when I saw the original one, I didn't like him as much. He seen well. We had been watching the Flash. Uh, we watched the show. The show on, on um, CWB or whatever, or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And same way, when we first saw this in the theater, I was watching, thinking, I don't really care about this character at all. Yeah, like I didn't maybe really there's like one him. or two jokes, but I really don't care about this character. And with this one, like oh. I really like him. Well, I feel like they set it up. He set it up perfectly though with that first scene that we see the Flash mm-hmm. where he's uh, going in for the job interview. Oh my gosh. And he saves the you know the lady yeah. from the crash. That whole scene was just awesome. Um, so I feel like that set him up pretty good for the rest of the movie. But I, I I loved him. I thought he was a lot better this time. I love you know Aquaman, obviously Wonder Woman. All I feel like the 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 ones um, the other ones that already have you know have their standalone movies. I feel like they're all casted really well. And even though they may not have told backstory on Batman or Wonder Woman, and even Aquaman for that matter. They did add enough additional scenes of them being just one-offs by themselves that added more depth to their character. Mm-hmm. And so I thought the story was just brilliant. Um, loved this movie. And I thought it was funnier than the other DC movies. Now, yeah. I'm putting Shazam aside. Yeah, I was about to say, Shazam was Sh- hilarious. Shazam was hilarious. It's not Justice League. We're going to put that to the, to the side. And and Shazam was really good. Shazam really was great. Shazam. The thing that really uh, I'm frustrated about now was that after Justice League, you know, just pretty much was a flop, they pretty much, Warner Bros. decided, you know, we're going to reboot this series, recast people, and here's Again. what we're going to do. And this one was so good. I, I want to see yeah. another Batman with Ben Affleck. I want to see another, we'll, we'll definitely see another Wonder Woman. 
but I want to see another they one. They better not get rid of I, I want to see a standalone Flash movie with this dude in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was amazing. He was really, I really like. I really liked him in this movie. The way that this Justice League film came together, I'm thinking, I want Justice League 2 it and really 3 good. and 4 and f- I just keep them coming. I want to yeah. see, it was just so good. I really enjoyed it. No, I definitely agree. And then I won't go into detail in case y'all haven't seen it yet, but some of the scenes at the end during the epilogue, everything they were leading oh up goodness. to, I was like, bro, y'all cannot, like, what? There's no way y'all are rebooting this after and all of this. And that's what doesn't make sense is that after, we, we know there's additional standalone films coming with different actors in them, and they pretty much, Warner Brothers has decided no more collective stories, just single one-offs. And the, But then this comes out, you know, in, in 2021, and you're watching this thinking, you got to be kidding me. There has to be more coming out. Anyway, just incredible. Really enjoyed it. If you haven't watched it yet, give yourself time to watch it. The reason it took us so long to watch it was that it's a four-hour film, and I hate splitting films up. I want to watch them all at one time. Mm-hmm. I don't like a lot of interruptions, and thankfully, we were able to uh, watch this in its entirety. We took maybe two you know, longer breaks, like 10-minute breaks, but we did them like when it Right, right as a new act started or mm-hmm. new part started, like part three or whatever. So great, right. great show. Uh, and then lastly, on what we're watching, uh, we saw Cruella on Sunday. Mm. We took all the kids out to see that. And uh, I went into it with mixed emotions thinking, eh, I liked 101 Dalmatians as a kid. Not really looking forward to this. Most Disney live action films, when they retell a story, it's like, yeah. So I thought this was Except a for- retelling. Oh, I thought Aladdin was amazing. I was about to say, I already know. But that's mainly because the music was amazing. Uh, Will Smith did an amazing job. Will Smith did a great job. Sorry, Aladdin, don't remember your name. You did a good job. But Will Smith did an amazing job. And Naomi Scott just, yeah, I I was speechless. Let me just leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) So going into Cruella, Cruella, I was thinking, eh, I don't know if I want to see another retelling. I did not know, um, because I hadn't been following the news, that this was a brand new story. Um, it's currently in theaters, but you can also see it on Disney Plus with that thirty dollars premium. If you want to do that, it's thirty bucks. It's thirty dollars. Was like twenty. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's thirty wow. to get it. It may be twenty, but I'm pretty sure it's thirty. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. They did the same thing with uh, uh, Mulan. Yeah, Mulan. Um, PG thirteen, just because it is darker. I don't know if there's any language in it. If there is, there's like only I one or two words. Yeah, I didn't notice. Anything. Um, it, it's just a darker film. We did. Uh, we took all of our kids, so you know, well, all of our boys. At least I didn't go, but we let Micah watch it. Micah six, and I was okay with it. Like there was outside of a little bit of you know scary moments for some dogs and whatnot. I thought it was great. Um, Common Sense Media gives it twelve plus, and then uh, the Rotten Tomatoes. There we go. Uh, critics gave it 74, which I feel is very low. And then viewers gave it 97, which I feel is a little too high. <laughs> I was like, 97 is really good. Yeah. Now, this movie was really good, but... I would have given it like a low 9, like 9.2. Yeah, I agree. Like a 91, 92. Yeah, 92%. Um, I thought it was really What were your thoughts good. about the show? I or thought it was About this movie without really any good. spoilers. Yeah. Um, going into it, I didn't know what to expect because, like, leading up to it, in my head, it was just a remake of 101 Dalmatians because that's what they did with Aladdin and Jungle Book and Beauty and the Beast and all these other ones. Um, but then it hit me a couple of days before. I was like, wait a minute. This isn't called 101 Dalmatians. This is called Cruella. So I was like, that. then my whole expectation changed. I was like, I don't even know what to expect now because it's not a remake because I love 101 Dalmatians. So now I was like, okay, well, I don't know what I'm going into. Um, but I I thought it was great. Um I was very pleasantly surprised. I wasn't expecting it to be, like, terrible because um, it's Disney, you know, so I was expecting it to be semi-good, um, but I thought it was really, really good. I thought the story was great. Um, I really liked all the characters. I thought it was I thought it was really cool. Yeah, no, I went to it with mixed uh, feelings as well. A lot of the reasons you just said, but one of the other big ones for me was uh, Emma Stone plays Cruella, and she just has a younger face. And so when I saw the poster... You know, the artwork, some of the, I don't think I ever saw any previews, but just seeing her face all over with Corella, you know, with the black, half black, half white hair, I thought her face looked too young to be Cruella DeVille. Right. And um, so w- what I can say without spoiling anything is that this is totally a prequel um, in a very, very, very big way. Which I didn't even know um, going into it. I it, didn't realize it would be a, a prequel. So she's not necessarily Cruella DeVille. She doesn't even become Cruella DeVille until towards Later the very, the movie, yeah. yeah, like the last 15 minutes of the movie, 
you know, she takes on the name of DeVille. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, which isn't a spoiler, but I thought it was incredible. I enjoyed every element and every aspect of the film. Walking out of the film, I even, you know, mentioned to you, like, I want to, I want to research this. And I did, I started re- looking into the original books that were written by the original author, looking what Disney had done, uh, other Broadway stuff, anything and everything that has to do with the story. And as far as I can tell, this is a completely brand new written story. And it's rare that you get a fresh story like this in a film. And it felt fresh and just everything about it. I just it was really, really, really enjoyed it. And she played Cruella really well, I thought. Oh, Emma Stone did a Fabulous job of playing Corella. I absolutely loved it. Um, definitely a must see. Like I would, if you're comfortable with the movie theaters, I would say go see it. Uh, if you're not comfortable, that's okay. If you, if it's just you by yourself, you can decide. But if you've got all your kids with you, I think you know plopping down thirty dollars to watch this film. While that goes against everything inside me, because you could then buy it here in a few months for twenty bucks. <laughs> let that be your own call. Uh-huh. Find a way to see this film. I'll just leave it at that. Find a way to see it. I thought it was a great film. Really enjoyed it. Definitely one of Disney's live action Mm -hmm. best films out there. Um, Even compared to Aladdin, which I loved Aladdin, I would say this is a better film than Aladdin. I agree. I mean, this is their best live action film to date as far as telling or retelling it or connecting to a previous animated film. That's the thing. It wasn't even a retelling, which, like I said, I didn't even realize it would be a prequel, but it was was really, really good. Gotcha. All right, let's move on over to a little bit of what we're playing right now. Uh, I'm going to start with Layers of Fear 2. So, Jay, you and I played Layers of Fear back when it first launched on Switch, I believe in 2016. Yeah, something like that. 2016, 2017 is when you and I played it, Mm -hmm. and you were way too young for it in hindsight. Nice. Um, but it was it was a but you really enjoyed it was really good the storytelling, yeah it was it's a horror game mm-hmm. um, but you're generally by yourself most of the time but you enjoyed you know the storytelling aspects of the game yeah um, I don't really care for horror anything games movies shows whatever um, but yeah the story was really really good and so w- with Layers of Fear two being just released I believe it was two. Two weeks ago, I think. Um, it is rated M for Mature. It's twenty nine ninety nine, so it's a $30 game. Um, it runs very well on Switch. Notice a few graphical issues here and there, some slowdowns, um, some sound issues where you're hearing like the, this water and this, this giant pipe as you're going through the bowels of the ship, and you're hearing it you know, on the left side of the speakers, and then you make a turn, and it doesn't just turn with you, nor does it fade. It just kind of like cuts off. So there's mm-hmm. some weird mm-hmm. sound issues like that. Um, so they definitely need to go back and make some or do some optimization. But so far, I'm enjoying it. I, I can't go too deep into it because you and I have only we've had, what, two playthroughs so far or two sit-downs to play so I far? I think so. And they've been at night, so tired, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, but we definitely want to get into it some more. I, the first one I enjoyed from the get-go. This one's taken me a little bit to get into. Yeah, I feel not, like I'm just now getting into it. Yeah, I'm not, I haven't been as into this one um, as the last one. Uh, I've, I don't know. It might be the story. Um, it might just be because I remember the other one being so great. I don't know. But, it, I mean, it's good. It's building up. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely it's building up. There. It's getting there. Taking uh, time. There, is some, there are some glitches. Like, there's just there's one glitch where you have to, you're have you walking in this hallway, and then you see whatever this creature is that's on the boat with you begin to move. And so you walk into this room and, and lock the door behind you. And then you've got to do something. And we did this. We died at least six, seven times because we did the exact same steps. We'd walk down the hallway. The creature would appear. We'd go into this boiler room type of thing, lock the door. Um, and then we would sit. Th- would stay in that room trying to click on anything we can click on while, all the while while the hot steam's coming in and killing us. We're finally on the seventh or eighth try. Uh, the monster then goes away, and we can walk out of the room. Didn't do anything different. Yeah. And so either we're either the game glitched or some, we did something without realizing we did something. And so that's that's bad on the game design. Uh, beyond that, though, I am enjoying it, having, having some fun with that. Uh, another game that came out recently, last uh, couple of weeks or so, is Metopia on the eShop. It's, um, this is actually a remake of a 3DS game, but then they added additional features to it. Man, me, so here's the thing about Metopia. Uh, it is forty nine ninety nine, so it's it's fifty bucks, not quite the full price at fifty nine, you know, dollars. But there's a demo available, so I say check out the demo. I downloaded it on your Switch, Micah's Switch, Caleb's Switch. I downloaded it on my Switch, and me and Caleb were playing it on the same day, and we just had a blast with it. It's a single player game. It's an extremely light hearted, and I mean very light RPG game. 
you control yourself. You have a party of, you know, four or actually five if you count a horse, things like that. I don't want to mm. do any spoilers here, but you can't control them. And so, I mean, you can you can control as far as upgrading their gear from time to time. But even on that, you can't because I can send somebody to go buy a sword and they'll come back and they bought candy instead. And so, nice. like, great, thanks. I was looking for an upgrade here. <laughs> we got candy instead. Uh-huh. Brought home a Snickers bar instead of that Excalibur <laughs> sword. Um, but man, it's funny, like really, really funny. Uh, I was walking through the woods with my little party, waiting for a random enemy encounter. And one of them said, "Oh, look, a castle's up ahead." Another one says, "Do you think the princess is, is princess is there?" And then the next one goes, "No, silly," or something like along those lines. The princess is in another castle, and so it was just like a you know a joke right mm-hmm. back on Nintendo as far as the, you know the princess is never in the castle; it's right. always in another castle. But there's little jokes like that throughout the game. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. It looks very kiddish, and rightfully so because kids can play it but as as an adult i'm really enjoying it one of the things i like is that when you get to a new zone you get to pick how you want the characters to look so there could be so for example i when i first got to the castle again not a spoiler you can see the castle from the overview map when you first start the game uh there's a king his there's a king and his daughter the princess and then there's a prince from a faraway land and then a, a son of a nobleman and the son of the nobleman and the prince princess are in love um, but her betrothed is the prince from a faraway land. And so you get to create the characters, though. So those are the five roles. So you can create all... It's called Metopia because everybody living there is a me. And it's really interesting that Nintendo's doing this because the 3DS, when this game came out, the, the Nintendo Wii was really big. And the thing you did on a Wii was you, you built Miis. And then with the Wii U, you built Miis again. And then with the Switch, there hasn't been hardly anything to do with Miis whatsoever right. until the release of this game. So for the king, you know, I, I grabbed this character. So you can either create characters from scratch or you can pick them that people, you know, have uploaded to the internet and you can download them for yourself. And so, you know, for, for me, my, my princess is is Jasmine. Jasmine. The faraway prince who's coming, who is her betrothed, is Jafar. And then the the nobleman's son, who she's secretly in love with, is Aladdin. And, and it's not just in name only. These are you know, me characters that other people created that look like Jafar and Aladdin and Jasmine that have then downloaded. So that's the cast for my, for my, um, for my castle. And then my King's name is just generic. His name is Peter. And I think he's from, it's one of those adult anime shows like, um, family guy, or I'm probably getting it wrong. I think it's family guy, but I could be getting it wrong. And his name is Peter, but I like it because he has this very kind of like puffed up kind of look. And so in my head, when I'm playing, you know, it's like, King Peter. That, that's how he talks. He goes, hello. And when you go into his throne room, he's huge and fat because, you know, he's, you know, he, all he he's does, it's, it says that when you first go to the kingdom that it's in, in, because of the state of peace over the kingdom, the king has plenty of time to eat. Mm. And, and again, part of the humor is that you meet two knights when you first meet the king, or not knights, but whatever, they're, they're serving the king. And they keep saying, um, I um, oh, I just lost it. Because <laughs> um, you meet them, and the king comes in, and they drop the king down, and they're talking. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, 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 it is my job to support the king. It's a very heavy responsibility. <laughs> I am here to support. And it's those heavy. kinds of things, back to his weight and things like that. And the game is full of humor like this. And so, anyway, great game, Utopia. It's rated E for everyone. I would encourage you, uh, definitely download the demo. It might be, if you've got a younger kid with you, like with Micah, Micah can't read with all everything that's going on right now he's just now going into first grade and you know here in the fall and so he hasn't learned to read yet and and but but he has fun with this game when we play together and then even with caleb and then with you the other day you know we were creating me's or downloading me's you know i couldn't find the right jasmine so you created jasmine and i did we've already spent 30 minutes creating a me on this yeah and so you can go deep with every character or you can just let it randomly auto-fill by Nintendo or you can download Miis if you want to. At first, my kingdom was going to be full of rabbits, you know, from Raymond, uh, Raymond Raving Rabbids, but mm-hmm. I'm going to do that in a village somewhere. And every villager is going to be a crazy rabbit face as a me. Things like that. But, you know, on my party right now, I've got Batman, Link, Zelda, and then I have um, Darth Vader. And they're nice. all a part of my main party. So it's great. I've got Vader walking around with me. Mm-hmm. you know. And then Link gets jealous because me and Vader are getting close. Things like that. So, And then my horse, I created her to look like Epona. So I've got Epona mm. in there with me. So just a really fun game. Again, there is a demo, so download it. That's Metopia. Definitely check that one out. Um, moving over to the mobile side of gaming. Mm. All right, what is up with you I was about jumping to say. into Clash of Clans? Because, Kay- okay, okay, so... Well, Kay- 
real fast. Let's talk about Caleb for a second. I was about to say, we need to have Caleb on right Caleb's now. all or nothing on everything. Everything. So when it comes to Fortnite, best game ever while, while he's enjoying it. And then one day he'll stop playing and he's like, yeah, I've, I'm, I'm tired of Fortnite. I'm not into it anymore. Which you can't believe that because in a few months he's going to be right back into it. Just yep. as hooked. Uh, Fortnite, Minecraft, yep. almost every game you can think about. Splatoon 2, mm-hmm. same way. Clash of Clans, Clash of even, Clans, yep. same way. And so I'm looking at Clash of Clans right now, and I'm thinking, he is huge into it right now. seems like he sucked you back into it. He always does that. he's trying to get me into it, and I'm having a really hard time getting back into it, but, he, but you're sucked into it right now. He He's, I don't even know. Like, what's up with that? Well, he's been going through another one of his phases recently um, with Clash of Clans to where it's, like, the best game ever to him, and it's the only thing he cares about. And I can't remember when or how he got me back into it, but he got me back into it. So then I started playing, um, and um, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how or when all this happened, but he started playing it again and got completely obsessed with it and got me playing it. And he's, like you said, he's trying to get you to get into and it. And I'm trying. It's... The, 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 my, Part of my problem, and and I'll uh, I'll associate this with that I'm getting old. I'll just say that I I really enjoyed Clash of Clans when it first came out, and then I took a step back. They updated it, went back in. I haven't played it now though in at least four years, ish, four or five years, and they've changed so much. Now a lot of more quality quality of life improvements, which is a good thing. But then there's other things I'm like. Mm. So I'm having a hard time getting back into it when they change games as much as they did. Well, yeah, and that's kind of how it is with everything. Like with X, I mean, this is a this is a different thing, but like with oh the, with gosh. the Xbox, for example, they change the menu so much and all the different options. We go back into it to do something, and we're like, you know, I actually what? thought about getting an Xbox Series X last month. Yeah, I know you were talking and, about and it. And you know what? You know what cut me off? Now I haven't seen the menu system, but here here's what here's what really turned me off. I was like. I turn the Xbox on now, and I'm so confused by the menu because nothing's where it used to be. Yeah. I'm like, is it going to be the same way when I get the Series X? evolve. <sighs> it's inevitable. Here's what, I would, here's, here's what I'll say. The Switch, even though I want it to have more features, is like Mac OS. It's solid. It's there. Now, when they... Don't when they, fix it if it's not broke. Exactly. Now, Mac OS, they do add updates. Um but with the Xbox console, it feels like it's it's. It, I'm I'm quickly going between you know Windows 3.1 to 95 to ME to Windows you know Vista to Windows 7 to Windows 10, and I'm like every time I log back into the Xbox, I'm like, where's the start button? I don't know where it's at. Where are my programs at? I don't know where it's at. Mm-hmm. I need to change my user permissions. What What do you mean it's not under users anymore? What What? And I'm constantly confused by the Xbox. Yeah. Um. That is really annoying, you know, once you, like, because you're, you're comfortable with something, and then you go through a while without, you know, looking I at it. I don't know what I'm doing. And then once you get back, everything's different. I mean, um, I'm, I'm actually at the point now, if I need to do something on the Xbox, I'm going to grab you or Caleb and say, hey, I need to, here's what needs to happen, figure it out for me, because I don't have the patience yeah. to go figure it out. And we'll get on the Xbox more often than you, I feel like, because no. we'll go through little phases where. I do where want a Series X. We're playing Battlefront or whatever. I yeah. do want a Series X. It, it looks nice. There, some of the games coming out, I like really want to play uh moving back to the games though so yeah clash of clans y'all been insane into um monster hunter rise i won't give it any updates there other than i've put in about 51 hours now man loving the game and here's one of the things i'm loving about this uh about capcom doing this for us is that i've beaten the game and then there's additional campaigns you can do and quests you can do after that but they keep coming out with free dlc that add not only additional monsters, new monsters and monsters from the past series, but they're expanding the quest and they're expanding the story. And they just added with the version 3.0 an entire new ending to the game. And this is all for free. You don't have to pay for a DLC package or anything. In fact, all the DLC up to this point that you can buy, I think there's 30, I think there's about $30 worth of DLC you can buy. It's all cosmetic and that's Mm -hmm. it. It changes your outfits. uh, It changes... adds new voices to the game that you can use for your main character, which I don't care about. I mean, mm-hmm. if they put it on sale half price, I'll pick it up just because I want to support the game. I mean, but I, I, I absolutely love this game. This game is amazing, and I'm trying everything to get you and Caleb into it, and y'all are fighting me on it. You keep saying that. I haven't fought you at all. Caleb has fought you. This week we're playing Monster Hunter. Fine by me. That's what I keep saying. I'm like, okay, right. but... 
Wait, this week? This week's about to be over. What is today? Uh, it's Tuesday. Or is this the beginning of next week? Okay, no, it's we're Tuesday. already in this week. Never we've, mind. We've got time. I thought it was like Saturday Maybe. still. Maybe we've got time. The one thing I will say about Monster Hunter Rise, and I've said this from the beginning when we first started talking about this show three months ago, <laughs> is that uh, yeah. this is not a great game for new beginners to the series. Um, now, from everything that I've read... Well, that makes me want to play it. It is the easiest game to jump into if you're like if you're not a veteran of Monster Hunter at all. It mm-hmm. is the easiest uh, entry to get into. But man, it's not user-friendly when you first start up. Just because there's so much going on and the tutorials alone in the system, like the built-in tutorial system oh, yeah. of the game, you're going to be tutorials for like the first two hours of the game. And so when I was playing with Caleb trying to get him into it, I, there were certain ones that he read and others that I would skim like, oh, no, just skip it. Here, here's basically what they're saying. Next one, I ah, just skip it. Here's what they're saying. Or next one, you, know, you don't need Which to know that Which right is very unlike you. You're always it like, is. go it through is. everything, read it everything. It is. So that's the, how you know it's excessive. It's well, it's not excessive because you do need to know this stuff. Um, they just draw it out. Too it's much. it's just too much all at once. It really is, and so. But I will say it's an incredible game. One of definitely uh, right now, this game is vying for game of the year for me for for twenty twenty one. I am huh? loving this game. So excited with this game. Um, it just go check it out. Go check it out. Monster Hunter Rise. It's on the Nintendo eShop. Amazing game. Okay. Let's talk about Pokemon Snap, Pokemon or, or, Snap. or rather, new, new Pokemon, Pokemon Snap. Snap. This came out, again, a lot of these games came out over the last few months, and so we're just now talking about them. But the new Pokemon Snap, when I saw v- videos for this game, I thought, what a boring game. And then there's a guy I watch on YouTube, and I haven't watched this particular video of his yet, but the title of it was Nintendo's, uh, how do you say it? Uh, Nintendo's newest, um, Nintendo's newest addictive boring game. <laughs> Something along those lines. Yeah. And the game, when you watch the videos, it looks awful boring. Just like terribly boring. Because you're on rails and all you're doing is taking pictures of Pokemon. But it gets deeper than that because you're not only are you taking pictures of Pokemon, there's a four-star rating for every Pokemon in the game. Um and there's a daytime mode, a nighttime mode. A, a I'm, not, I'm going to butcher the real name, so I'm just going to say an, an illumination mode as well. I really like this game, and it keeps expanding. And there's so many Pokemon in it, and the game itself, you know, changes. You're not like every level isn't the exact same. It changes the, fir- the lo- longer you play it. Yeah. Um. And all of this that he's saying, if y'all haven't played this game. I'm sure everything he's saying sounds irrelevant. I feel like this is one of those games where you have to play it. You have to play it. Like you, even even if you're watching someone else play it and like they're going through all these options, yes, all these different yes. things, it still looks like the same thing. Um, so you're probably listening right now and being like, wow, these guys, they're really playing this game? That tough. That's tough. But you just try to play it, and you'll see that it's fine. Because you, that's... That was your experience. That was my thing. I was like, you were watching me play it, thinking, and you even said, "Is there anything more to this game, or yeah. is that it?" But, but then, then I, you, I ran a couple, and I was like, "This is actually oddly fun and satisfying." It's both a relaxing game, and at the same time, if you're trying to it's, go for that perfect shot, yeah. it can be very tense because you're, you're you know, you you know where the Pokemon's going to be, the general area, and then you get your camera ready. And then for me, I'm trying to find a certain shot. I might go through there and blow through. 22 photos mm. on one Pokemon because I'm going snap, 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 snap. Almost like, you know, I can't remember what it's called, an iPhone. Where you just hold down the, the oh, camera yeah. button and it just takes a, a flurry of shots. Right. And that's what I'm doing on this game. And I really like it. Um, it's beautiful, too. One it, of the most yeah. beautiful games. It has it does, it does not carry the same art style that Pokemon Sword and Shield has with that very simple art style. Thankfully. this Oh, this game is gorgeous. Yeah. And it reminds me a lot of the Link's Awakening art style. Uh, that chibi art style where it looks, looks almost almost like it looks like made out of plastic mm-hmm. or something. Right. Um, I mean, it's not that that silly look like that. Really, you know. Although it is Pokemon, so right. But it's not there that, is the silly element. It's not that tune look. Right. You know, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but man, it's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. After seeing the style, I wish that the new games coming up um, that they would. You know, there's two coming out uh, fall of this year. One coming out next year, which is a brand new entry. To come out this fall, remakes of Diamond and, Diamond and Pearl, I believe. Yeah, I think, I think Diamond so. and Pearl. Um, they're doing that. Looks like the you know Sword and Shield artwork. Same, uh, this yeah. game looks gorgeous, and so I don't know. Watch some videos, see if it appeals to you, and if not, just move on. Um, and then lastly, I'm not going to talk much about this at all because I hardly have any time in, and I'm frustrated. So I'm going to restart it. But uh, Control Ultimate Edition 
cloud version for the Nintendo Switch. If you don't don't know about this game, basically Control is a game that came out several several years ago, won tons of awards, was not on a Nintendo platform for obvious reasons. It did not have the performance capabilities. But with the streaming technology, now you can. There's both Cloud Ultimate uh, Edition as well as Hitman that's also on Switch. Both of them using the cloud technology. All right. Here's the, the deal on this. We live... <laughs> oops. Oh. Pin drop. You heard of a mic drop? That's called a pin drop. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Uh, see, Anyways. I, I try to be funny. Yeah, I you just, try. I, I try. I try. Effort that counts. With, with, mo- with mommy's jokes, I just kind of like, that's not funny. And with my jokes, it's like, oh, that was just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. It's a whole nother level of awful there. Um, so our internet where we live, uh, we live in a small community south of Dallas, about 20 minutes, and there's no fiber. Uh, you can't get fiber internet. You can't even get DSL internet. You can't get jack. And so uh, the only thing you can get that's not hardwired, like like DSL, things like that, uh, fiber, U-verse from AT&T, things like that, the only thing you can get is what's called, I won't go deep, it's just simply called microwave technology. It's not satellite, you know, so you don't have that latency, but, but it is a dish on your house pointing at a tower somewhere within a five-mile radius of your house. can't be further than that. There can't be trees in the way. You can't live low in a valley. Otherwise, they're going to put a 20-foot pole on your house. It goes on mm-hmm. and on and on. Uh, we have the best company that you can get with here where we live. And even though we're paying for a 25-meg you know, download package, which I know most people are like, 25-meg, that's, that's terrible. That's awful. That's awesome where we live. We average between 18 and 20 down um, on a good day, and then once you get into the evening hours, and everybody, you know, is everyone's watching home from work and watching. And we're lucky to get twelve meg down. We generally average around eight to twelve. So first world problems. <laughs> first world problems. Um, so we recently, and I'm the only reason I'm bringing this up is that this could this could apply to a lot of people, a lot of our listeners, depending on where they live. So T-Mobile has their own home internet system. Verizon came out with theirs, I think, two years ago, I believe it was. AT&T's in the works on one right now. And I'm not talking about before people say, they've been out for years. No, I'm not talking about a little mobile hotspot. I'm talking about an actual built, it's designed for home internet for your house. That's what it's designed for. It's a hotspot that's designed for your home that doesn't move. So it's not a little bitty thing. It's a big thing. Verizon had one that came out, I think it was two years ago, but their coverage wasn't great in our area. And you couldn't add your own router to it. You had to use their gateway internet. Well, T-Mobile has one. They started re- uh, releasing a few months back to select users, and now it's out for mainstream. And here's it is, long story short. We were paying about $100 a month for 20 meg down. I am now paying $50 a month, and it's all based on the signal, but the lowest I get is about 98 meg down. Um, uh, in the evenings, we average around 120. In the mornings, I get as high as 180 meg down. It's complete unlimited internet, a very, very low latency, works great for gaming, haven't had a single issue with it whatsoever. So my internet, you know, is more than, it's five to six times faster than I was getting and had half the price. So I'm saying that for y'all, if, if you're out there and you've got bad internet, check out T-Mobile's home internet. There's no contract. You can pick it up. Again, they are not a sponsor of the show. Say, I'm also just, not a sponsor. Ex- I'm excited by it because I finally have good internet. And, it, and, and I'm paying half the price. And I'm getting five times the speeds at half the price. It's great. Fully unlimited. They don't slow you down. No data cap. All that kind of stuff. It's great. Well, because of that, I can now play Control Ultimate Edition. Mm-hmm. And before... When I got this, I got it, I guess it was on sale. I couldn't play this um, at home ever unless I was tethering it off my phone. It was, it was crazy. So I was having to use my phone as a hotspot just to play this game at home. <laughs> now we've got, you know, 100 meg, 200 meg down. Now I can't, it is, it's hilarious. But now I can, and I think it's great. And so, I don't know, I'm playing that. I'll give you an update more on this game later. So far, I'm absolutely loving this game. Loving it. it. reminds me of an old PC game, I believe from the early 2000s is when it came out, called Deus Ex by IDOS amazing game one of the first immersive rpg style games that came out blew my mind and control reminds me a lot of that game so if you haven't checked it out yet definitely check it out the it's 40 dollars on the eShop, and they do put it on sale from time to time i think they had it on sale a couple months ago for uh 50 off which i mm-hmm. thought was good so anyway um before we wrap up today's show because we didn't want to make it too long i did want to talk about some upcoming games and just kind of jay i want to hear your reactions and what you're looking for towards on some of these obviously there's hundreds of games coming up between now and and mid-july but i just wanted to name a few of them coming out uh the first one is dc superhero girls teen power now it's actually out now uh but we talked about this a few months back when yep. Nintendo did a direct and my thought was i'm watching it again it's dc superhero girls teen power this game is made 
from the there's there's several uh, animated versions on that you could watch. This is from the one made in 2019, and I watched it thinking I'm a grown man who shouldn't be interested in this game and I want to play it and I almost feel bad and I don't know if I should feel bad or not. Yeah, because it's DC superheroes. So, so it's play automatically it. cool. I, I see Batgirl and I'm like, I want to play as her. She looks amazing. But in the trailer, you see Batgirl going shopping and stuff. So it's like, yeah. do I really want to play this? So you got a should bunch I of get young... caught playing this? Yeah, I'm not... exactly. Should I be caught? There's a bunch of, this is like, you know, young girls, like yeah. teenage, or not even teenage girls, like maybe they're 12. Yeah. I don't know, all playing and you're like, <laughs> I can't be a grown man married with, <laughs> yeah, yeah. with four kids, one kid who's about to be 21 and playing this, but the game looks so much fun. It does look pretty cool. Anyway, that game's out now. If, if you, here, here's a perfect scenario. If you're a dad and you've got a daughter who's even remotely into superheroes, buy this mm, game right away mm-hmm. and play it with her because I think you that actually, as an excuse. Well, not an excuse. Oh, no, it's for my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you would enjoy it with her. You know, Samantha, yes. if you're listening, go 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 tell your dad that you want to check out DC Superhero Girls Teen Power. I think it would be. Well, it says Teen Power, so they're not twelve. Teen. Then they're teens. Maybe they're yeah. thirteen. Maybe they're eighteen. Sure. Just saying. Um, <laughs> but it looks like it's a fun game. It's out now. Another game coming out later on. This is coming out on June twenty first. Is uh, Mario Golf Super Rush. I've been waiting for a Mario Golf game ever since I played, I don't even know what it was called, NES Open, I think, or something like that, or, or I don't know what it was, but it was, maybe it was Mario, I don't know what it was called, I should have looked it up, but it was a Mario game on my Game Boy Color, and I loved it, absolutely loved it, and I am super excited for this game, and they've added a good multiplayer hook onto this game, where it's not just golf, but it's like, I think you call it speed golf, I don't play golf, so I don't know, no, not Rush, don't, Oh. I think it's, I think it's called speed golf. Where, it should be called where a rush. You hit the ball <laughs> and then you just you just run after it and yeah, you just yeah. keep going. Who can complete first and also with the best score? Right. And that's what this game's built around. And so you can play four player multiplayers and just have a blast with this game. I cannot wait to get it. Caleb and Micah are both excited for this game. Uh, what about you, Jay? Um, I mean, it's Mario. So and automatically, fun. it's going to be fun. I already know. Nintendo's Nintendo comes out with the dumbest stuff, but somehow it's always a blast. <laughs> Um, but it's golf, so I'm not sure. I've, I've, for the most part, I've liked all of Nintendo's previous sports games, and then on the Wii, they came out with that one. Oh my gosh, Mario uh, and Super it, Strikers. Oh well, that one too. But I was thinking of the one where it has. Um, oh yeah, yeah, the four games: uh, basketball and dodgeball and all these other ones. Yeah, I don't remember what that was called. That was a fun game. Point is, they make good sports games, in my opinion. Man, Mario Strikers, and Mario sports games. Is that what it's called, Mario Strikers? I think so. Man, what I, I would kill for a Mario Strikers 2 for the Switch. That game was really fun. That game was so much fun. But this one's golf. This one's golf. So I'm, I don't know what to expect. I'm well, sure, I really liked, I'm sure uh, it'll be fun. Though, I really so. like the... Uh, oh, and then the, the tennis one. That's another I was say, I really, I really like the Mario tennis, tennis one. Uh, Mario fun. Tennis Aces. I really enjoyed it. I want to go back fun. and play that one. So I have high hopes, but... Anyway, so that's coming out. We'll in, see. That's coming out June twenty first. Uh, Destroy All Humans is getting a remake for the Nintendo Switch. Not a remake. It's the repackaging. You, you have the base game with all the DLC. It's being released uh, June 29th. This was originally an Xbox three sixty game. Um, I think it was a three sixty plus you know PlayStation, but uh, I owned it on the three sixty. Loved this game, and I am super excited to play this on the Switch, both on TV but also in handheld mode. Like I want to go sit in a coffee shop. With my headphones and play this game. It looked, I mean, just, I, I'm, it looked like a lot The nostalgia factor is so great there. I mean, what did you think from watching the video? Um, well, for me, you know, there's not a nostalgia factor because I've never played this game, but the trailer looked like a lot of fun. Does it look like it, like it holds up for you? Or did um, it look like, oh, this game looks so dated, I don't want to touch it? No, 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 I don't think it was that dated. Um, I think it looked fun. It looked kind of basic, like, you know, like another just generic run of the mill type thing. Um, except it was aliens. It's very unique. I mean, because um, you can collect brains, you right, you attack. I mean, you destroy all humans. You give, you, you are given the. It's like it's like, it's like your your double uh, seven license to kill. But here, you've got the license to destroy all humans, and you can even get your UFO and be into level towns, mm-hmm. which that is that part looked kind of cool. So much fun. No, it, it definitely looks fun. Um, uh, did it? Do we know how much it is yet? Um, it's gonna I be? believe it's thirty dollars. Which for me would be a day one. Like I'm picking up day one. I'm not going to wait for a sale. That game's worth it. If it's forty, I'll probably wait for a sale. I think forty would be over. For some reason, I think it's it's coming out as thirty. I, I think could twenty be wrong to though. thirty would be good. Yeah, I could be in wrong. In my opinion, that. 
Um, and then also, Monster Hunter Stories 2 Re- uh, Wings of Ruin is coming out on July 9th. Now, Monster Hunter Stories 2 is actually a sequel to the original Monster Hunter Stories that came out on the 3DS. Uh, these games, uh, this is very different. It's in the Monster Hunter universe, but it, it plays nowhere near the same. Uh, this is more of an RPG element, story-driven game. And so um, what I would tell you to do is that Monster Hunter Stories 1, you can still buy it for 3DS, which, by the way, I've been seeing a lot of deals on the 3DS, the 2DS. Like you, like you can get a 2DS right now, for, I think brand new from Nintendo, or refurbished from Nintendo, excuse me, for $60. Bucks. Um, anybody out there with young kids, get a, get a DS. Just go buy a DS. Nintendo's not making any more games for the D, for the you know, DS slash 3DS, 2DS, whatever. They're not making any more games for it, but it has one of the largest libraries of any console ever. And there's a lot of amazing games on there. And if you can pick up a, you know, a, a 2DS for, you know, 50, 60 bucks for your kids, and those things are like indestructible, mm-hmm. it's totally worth doing it, especially when you can buy games at GameStop for really cheap for these systems, mm-hmm. you know, used and things like that, and even new. But I would definitely get, go out and get a, a DS. But what I was going to say is that Monster Hunter Stories 1 not only was it 3DS, but it actually launched it for iOS and I, th- I believe Android as well. I don't know if it's still on sale, but I think it is. This game was originally, I want to say, $20 on mobile, which seems like a lot. But this is one of those games you'll put in like three, four, five hundred hours in on a game. Yeah. And right now, uh, as they're leading up to the release of Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin, you can pick it up. I believe it's only $5 right now. And that is a remake. It's, the, it's, it's an HD remake of the original game. It is beautiful. Um, the only thing it doesn't have is some of the DLC. It has some DLC, but not other DLC. Um, it has the US DLC, but not the Japanese DLC, and you can't use Amiibos with it. Outside of that, I'm really enjoying it on my iPhone. I'm actually playing it on my iPhone trying to get ready for Monster Hunter Stories 2. But then the last game I wanted to bring up that's you know upcoming on July 16th, probably the, I mean, not probably, it is the biggest one on this list, that I'm looking forward to is the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, which I'm super stoked and excited for. Same. Um, I've got the Amiibos on pre-order. Nice. I, oh, I miss the Joy-Cons. the Joy-Cons. I can import them from Japan, but I'm going to end up spending like 92, 95 US dollars when it's all said and done. Yeesh. Exactly. Yeesh. Have you talked to... Um... You can't even pre-order them in the store, so it doesn't even help at this point. Wow. But you know, I do need to go down to GameStop. And ask them, you know, ask the manager up there, if she, is there anything she can do to help yeah. me to track down a pair? Um, the website says they'll be available on release day. And so I already told you what I want to do is, like, drive over to another city, you know, a bigger city than us, and drop you off at, like, Best Buy, <laughs> yeah, mommy yeah. off at Target or Walmart, and I'll do the other store. And we'll hit three stores at once and see if we can't find one pair of these Joy-Cons because yeah. I really want these Joy-Cons. They're really nice. Looking. Super excited. So out of these games we just listed, what, what are the top two you're looking forward to? Um... Uh, Skyward Sword, for sure, because that's the that's the one I remember most playing in mm-hmm. our old house. Um, yeah, you and I play that game almost from beginning to end. So that one I'm excited for. Um, and then I honestly I don't know what's the where's your copy of the show notes? There was only one. Oops, my bad. Um, so yeah, Legend of Zelda, Skyward Sword, of course, and then I'd say probably Mario Golf, just because it's Mario. I and mean, it looks so, it looks like zany fun. It, it looks cool. It looks like zany fun. It looks fun. interesting. All right, guys, well, that's going to wrap up today's show. Again, sorry for our long uh, hiatus. Life got a little busy and um, a little hectic there, but things are slowing down now, and so we're going to be getting back into our normal routine of weekly releasing. upload. Yep, our weekly upload, and we'll do some other smaller things up there. Um, but yeah, glad to be back on the show. We're glad to be recording, and so welcome back to everyone. And you uh, be sure to you know spread the word to all your friends. Let them check out the podcast. Remember, you can find everything that we talked about today, the different games and whatnot, uh, linked directly in your show notes, whatever podcast app you're listening to. Uh, and again, we are everywhere. So, I mean, every podcasting platform we are on. And so if you could le- uh, leave us a like, a good review, that would really help us out a lot. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at DadsGC as well as Facebook. And again, get on the Discord server. We've got a few people on there that we chat with back and forth and uh, we've talked about Monster Hunter and other things. One of the things I really want to do is uh, once we you know have a good audience there is to actually plan some game nights with some of these people. Uh, 
we didn't talk about it, but you know, Super Mario Party for the Switch came out with a multi online multiplayer update out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. Out of nowhere. And so I would love to connect with some of our listeners and play with you online. Um, Monster Hunter, uh, not stories, I don't say Monster Hunter Rise. Stories. Monster Hunter Rise, I would love to connect with. And there's other multiplayer games that'd be fun to connect with on our with our listeners and play. So good times to be had. So be sure to subscribe and leave a like and spread the word to all of your friends. But that's going to wrap it up. Jaden, anything you want to say to our listeners? Um, no. Go watch WandaVision. Oh, my gosh. I have a feeling that is going to so be good. the least watched out of, you know, these three. And it's a WandaVision, shame. Falcon, and Loki. Um, but, bro, go watch WandaVision. So good. And if you got stuck on episode one or two, keep watching. There's, in fact, start over because there's, mm-hmm. there's key elements that you need to see. And once you get a few episodes in, you're going to look back on those episodes and be like, you know what? Those were actually really good. Yeah. So go watch it. That's it. All right, guys. Uh, Stay safe, play your games, reach out to us, send us your comments and questions. Until then, we'll talk to you all next week.